Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the New York Giants injury faking classes. It's the fourth <laughs> and inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this evening? I'm doing just fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, and unlike the New York Giants defense, we're not going to flop on our show, correct? We'll try not to. It is the first week of the NHL uh, preseason, so there could be some diving. You never know. <laughs> no, well, I I have to admit, even as a as a lifelong Giants fan, that was really embarrassing to watch. And now bad. they're they're getting all upset that people are accusing them of faking it. But come on, that was that was the worst acting job since you know the last Keanu Reeves movie. I guess the practice squad doesn't get injury faking classes the same way the regular team does because what are you guys on like your sixth practice squad worth of players by now with your injuries? <laughs> well, Deion Grant is a starter. He should have known better. But anyway, so Obviously enough not. about the Giants and faking injuries. What are we going to be talking about tonight besides that? We have all kinds of good stuff on the agenda. We're going to be breaking down each game this week, talking about who to start, who to sit arguing about things, as we always do, I'm sure. We also are going to look at injuries and transactions, and if we have time, get talk about three players we love and hate matchup-wise at each position this week. Um, in the meantime, there are a number of ways you can be a part of the show and have your voice heard. We're going to be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And you can contact us in real time via Twitter, email, all kinds of, you can call. We've got all kinds of ways to get a hold of us. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are under the handle 4th and Inches, and that's the number 4, T-H-N, Inches Show. And we are under the same handle for our email address, the number 4, T-H-N, Inches Show, at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. You can talk to us in real time, ask us your fantasy questions or anything else that's on your mind. Or you can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com where Scott has the recommended waiver wire pickups for week three up waiting for you to check out, so be sure to do that after the show. He also has football musings up on the fin- on the Huffington Post as well. Hey, if so, I'm Sebastian Yanikowski and I'm sitting in jail, <laughs> can I participate in the show? Mm-hmm. If you have access to a phone or a computer, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I have access to either, but... We'll Hopefully he's not wasting with one phone call on us, but... Okay. I guess we could. He'll use his one phone call on us, right, exactly. <laughs> but we do have some injuries and notes to get through before we get to the game analysis, so let's just get that over with right away. Um, the Giants, while they did fake a number of injuries this week, they also had a number of real-life injuries, too. One of the biggest being wide receiver Dominic Hickson apparently tore his right ACL for the second straight year and is done for the season again, which is not ideal. <laughs> they also had Mario How many ACLs do you have in your knee? You just have one, but they surgically okay. repaired it, and then he tore it again. <laughs> so they obviously didn't repair it well enough. Either that or he's not very good at rehab. I don't know. But they also uh, were dealt a blow when Mario Manningham suffered a concussion during the game last week. He is hoping to play this Sunday, but that, of course, is 
barring whether or not he can pass his concussion tests. That's something that the Eagles quarterback, Michael Vick, is going to be working on as well. He suffered a concussion and neck injury, very minor, uh, during the game Sunday night, but hopes to play this week. He was feeling well enough to do their walkthrough today at practice, so that's a good sign, and apparently his baseline tests aren't very far off from what he's actually at right now. So that's there good. <laughs> You're not the first person I've heard that from today. <laughs> Um, Vince Young did actually practice today for the first time in a while. He has been inactive the last two weeks. Mike Kafka stepped up and played a, a very nice uh, relief effort for Michael Vick. So we'll see if he cannot go, which is unlikely, whether it be Young or Kafka who got the start. Um, Arian Foster did come back and play Sunday after he missed week one, but he re-aggravated his hamstring injury during the game, didn't play in the second half really at all. He missed practice again today. He is questionable for Sunday, and that's probably going to go right down to the wire on Sunday as it did last week. So, meh, that's something I guess you're going to have to weigh whether he does play. How much is he really going to help you? That's I don't pretty know. aggravating. Yes. <laughs> Chris Johnson, uh, here's the Johnson update, I guess, if you will. We're going to touch on Chris, Stevie, and Calvin here. Everybody missed practice. Chris Johnson didn't practice with a rib injury. Uh, Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson did not practice with his ankle injury. I'm sure he will play through that since he did last week. And Bills wide receiver Stevie Johnson didn't practice with a groin injury. They're Is that the Stevie Johnson I accidentally called Stevie Jackson last week? I think so. (laughs) My apologies. Stevie Jackson has a nice ring to it, though. (laughs) It does, but, you know, I I just got confused there. I apologize to his family because I'm sure they're listening. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? (laughs) The Cowboys may have been the most beaten-up team this week injury-wise. I'm sure you've all heard by now Tony Romo fractured some ribs and punctured his lung on the third play of the game Sunday Left for a period of time, John Kitna came in and basically uh, handed the game back, and uh, Tony Roma decided it was time to stop watching interceptions and return to the game. He surprisingly he a led touchdown to... pass. Yeah, but he also threw two interceptions, so it's sort of well, the cons outweigh the pros there. <laughs> um, they say he did too. actually actually get a fourth quarter tie in an overtime win, which is something very new and different for Cowboys fans. He uh, is likely going to play this week. I think short of him being unconscious, he will be on the field. Obviously, the Redskins have already been saying they're going to be, they basically have a target on his ribs now, which could be a problem. Uh, Running back Felix Jones separated his shoulder early in the game Sunday. He left and returned on a limited basis. He is going to play through it. Uh, I would expect to see a decrease in the number of carries he gets with Tashard Choice and DeMarco Murray getting more looks than usual, but he's going to continue to play through it. The most surprising injury was wide receiver Miles Austin re-aggravated his hamstring injury. He's likely going to be out through the Cowboys bye week, which don't panic, it is actually one of the earliest ones. It's the second week of October, but that means that's two games he's going to be missing at least, and that's the Redskins and the Lions, so... 
The Cowboys all of a sudden are very thin at running back and wide receiver because Des Bryant missed Sunday's game with a quad injury, and he is questionable. It's something to keep an eye on for this week. Kevin Ogletree and Jesse Holliday are going to be good waiver wire uh, picks this week, I would think. The Jaguars are going to start rookie quarterback Blaine Gabrick this week. I guess his maturation period is over. Now it's time to just throw him to the wolves. <laughs> well, <laughs> See how that goes. They found it so well that they, they just figured, just yeah, they might as well make <laughs> him feel better. Uh, and also this week, uh, a number of guys are done for the season. Bills wide receiver Roscoe Parrish was put on IR. Naaman Roosevelt has been upgraded from the practice squad to the active roster in his place. The Bengals wide receiver Jordan Shipley tore his ACL. He is done for the season. And Jamal Charles, the Chiefs running back, tore his ACL while chipping over the chains and mascot on the sideline this week. He is done for the year. That's not not good for the Chiefs who are already struggling. Um, but they are playing the Chargers this week, <laughs> and the Chargers have come out and said that running back Mike Tolbert is going to be getting significantly more playing time than Ryan Matthews for the, quote, foreseeable future. So I guess the Ryan Matthews push is now over, and they're back to trying to win games. Tolbert still uh, listed as questionable for the game on Sunday, isn't he? Yes, but it seems that it's pretty likely he's going to play. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. But um, as we mentioned before, the Rams filed an official complaint to the league this week after the Giants seemingly faked a rash of injuries. A league-wide memo went out today regarding it. The Giants will not be punished in any way, but if it continues, then they will see some repercussions. Uh, some of you may have noticed Tim Tebow lining up at wide receiver on Sunday. He, during last week, asked to play wide receiver on the scout team instead of just standing around at practice, and since they're, they were so thin at wide receiver, they decided to give him a couple of looks. So that could be an interesting turn. <laughs> um, and something that happened earlier today, 49ers wide receiver Braylon Edwards had right knee surgery, and there is no timetable for his return. But Michael Crabtree will be returning this week after missing last week with his still irritated foot injury. And I think we've actually come to the end of the line of injuries, finally. <laughs> Yeah. It's good to hear there weren't any significant injuries this week. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> Should we hop into Very the game? Yeah, let's jump right in. All right, let's, first up is New England at Buffalo, if I can find my notes, which don't correspond with the order of the games. But anyway, so New oh, England yeah. at Buffalo. Buffalo, of course, the surprise 2-0 team. New England, the not surprise 2-0 team. Uh, I, I think common sense prevails here, and I think New England is going to win this game pretty handily. I'll go New England 34, Buffalo 20. Um, I think Buffalo's going to hang in there, but I think obviously they're going to get a little bit tougher of a test in seeing New England this week. They are in Buffalo, though, so maybe that will help them some. I do think that Tom Brady probably isn't going to throw for 500 more yards, but I think he still does enough to win the game, which like Tom Brady usually does. <laughs> uh, so who do you like on means, New England this weekend? Yeah, I think that obviously you want to start Tom Brady this week. I know it's shocking. <laughs> I would also start Wes Welker, uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski, uh, wide receiver Dion Branch, and 
Running back-wise, I'm still not totally sold on their run game with Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, the law firm, and Danny Woodhead. Uh, to me, those are, are more maybes or flex options. But Aaron Hernandez is injured, so Rob Gronkowski is going to be getting the majority of the looks this week. It would Logically, you would think that, but with Bill Belichick, you really never know. Um, but I think those guys are pretty safe starts for me. I would say no to the defense and maybe to the kicker. I, I could go either way on, on Goskowski, but I think the Bills are going to put up some points, so I would stay away from their defense this week. What about, uh, you You haven't mentioned Chad Ochocinco. Is he a non-factor in your eyes, or is he eventually going to do something this season? I think I think he's absolutely going to do something this season. I think he's suffering from the lockout effect in that he's learning an entirely new offense and working with new players and a new coaching staff and that his role is going to slowly develop more so than guys who had already been there. So for me, I may not start him this week, but I'm not ready to say drop him yet. I think he's got some value as the season goes on. I already dropped him in one league. I mean, who's he going to replace? Branch, Welker? I mean, I, to me, both those guys are better than he is. Well, it really depends on who's on your roster. I'm not ready to okay. give him up for somebody else on the waiver wire just yet. Okay. So for the Bills this week, I want to start David Nelson, who's been a really hot waiver wire pickup, and you'll see about him in the list that I just put up on the blog a little while ago. And I'd also start kicker Ryan Lindell. I am iffy. I'm neutral on quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, running back Fred Jackson, wide receiver Steve Johnson, who's questionable with his ankle injury, and tight end Scott Chandler. I'm still not buying his uh, hot start yet. And I would stay away this week from running back C.J. Spiller, wide receiver Donald Jones, and the Bills defense. All right. Easy enough. All right. Next up is Jacksonville. At Carolina, the battle of the rookie quarterbacks, and I'm I'm on the Cam Newton bandwagon after two weeks. Last week I was a little skeptical, but when he did it against Green Bay, that impresses me. I know he's probable with his ankle injury, but uh, I'm going to pick Carolina to win this game, 30 to 21. How do you see it? Um, I I don't know if. Blaine Gabbert can score 21 points. <laughs> I think Carolina wins. I'm not ready to to fall in love with Cam Newton. I think he's going to have a nice week, but mainly because he's playing Jacksonville. I think that this this madness needs to stop, but this won't be but the what, week it does. How, wait, time out. How could he – I mean, I could understand after Arizona you say, well, their defense is pretty porous. But, you know, Green Bay, they're the defending Super Bowl champs, and say what you will – about their defense, but they're relatively healthy, and he just you know, tore them up. I mean, how how can you still be? I know two games doesn't a career make, but nope. you know, to to do what he's done for for two games, I'm I'm just uh, a little bit uh, you know a little bit shocked just, that you're I not on the bandwagon yet. I'm not on the bandwagon. I'm not sold. I think that what does he have to do to impress gonna, you? Not really. I just I think that he's reading defenses better than I thought he would because I was really not impressed with what I saw in all the hoopla of leading up to the draft about how he analyzed. But I just I think his numbers are going to go down as the season goes on. I don't think they stay at this level or go up. I think that 
the more film people accrue on him week after week, his numbers are going to go down more and more as defenses know what to look for. I'm not sold. Why wouldn't the reverse be true, too, where, you know, he gets a chance to read defenses better and all? I just, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. That's just, I just am not a believer yet. (laughs) Okay. Let's worry about, let's worry about. Who do you like on Jacksonville this week? Um, I would, I'm not liking a lot here. I don't think you need to be starting Blaine Gabrick or Luke McCowan or anybody else that steps up under center in Jacksonville. Um, I I don't know. I could be persuaded to potentially start Mike Thomas, a wide receiver. Uh, Mercedes Lewis ended up not playing last week, and I, if he if he does play this week, I would start him just by proxy of the ball's got to get thrown to someone. And beyond Lewis and Thomas, I don't think I want to start any of the other wide receivers or tight ends. Um, running back wise, Maurice Jones-Drew is still a little banged up. I just. For me, he's a maybe. He's more of a flex option. I don't think he's putting up huge numbers this week. I'm not excited about a lot that's happening here. <laughs> what about uh, Zach Miller? He, is he somebody that we should consider as a replacement if you had Lewis or someone like that on your roster, if you needed a tight end um, this week? If you need to pick a tight end up, I'm more likely to want to go towards Buffalo or another team like Todd Heap still available in some leagues out in Arizona. Zach He's Miller not even the leading tight end on his own team. I I don't particularly love Zach Miller as a tight end personally. Okay. <laughs> and a rookie All quarterback right. makes me a little iffy on it. Okay. So for Carolina, as you might surmise from our previous conversation, I am on the Cam Newton bandwagon after two games. He's probable with an ankle injury, but he's actually one of the three I like that we'll talk about at the end to put up big numbers. I like wide receivers Steve Smith and Brandon LaFell a lot, and that's tied in with the Cam Newton recommendation. I also think the tight end Greg Olson is worth starting this week, start the defense and start kicker Alendo Mare. Wide receive, I mean, running backs, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, I would, I'm I'm on the fence about both of those, neutral on them. Neutral about wide receiver Legadu Nane and neutral about tight end Jeremy Shockey. And that's about all I have to say about that game. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's keep rolling. All right. San Francisco at Cincinnati. San Francisco at Cincinnati. San Francisco, they you know you figure if they can't beat a beaten up Cowboys team, who can they beat? And Cincinnati, uh, Andy Dalton has surprised me too. I'm not as high on him as I am on Cam Newton, but I think Cincinnati I'm wins this game on- 24-20. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be a a good game to watch because I think these teams are fairly evenly matched. It's probably not great for either of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, there are games, the last games I would watch this weekend. I think. Well, I'm gonna watch part of it, but all right, you do that. Uh, Alex Smith, I still think you can start in a two quarterback league, even though he is coming off a concussion. He did participate in practice. Uh, obviously, you don't want to start Braylon Edwards this week since he's not going to be playing. Michael Crabtree is an interesting option. Um, he's going to be back. With Edwards out of the picture, he's kind of going to be the number one guy out there. 
for me, he's not a one or two, but maybe a three or a flex player on your roster just because it is Alex Smith. He's not going to be thrown for 500 yards. Um, Ted Ginn, maybe for the season. Option. Hmm? Maybe for the season he will. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Ted Ginn, I think, is an interesting flex option. Obviously, he uh, if, if you get points for special teams, he's potentially a worthwhile guy to have on your roster. Running back-wise, I still like Frank Gore, even though he had kind of a rough week last week. Uh, the Cincinnati defense doesn't terrify me. And obviously, tight end Vernon Davis, for me, is a start always. He's a great tight end. Um, kicker and defense, I'm probably going to say no to, unless you're really stuck for a defense. Neither team's going to be scoring a ton of points. <laughs> you didn't mention Josh Morgan, the wide receiver, or tight end Delaney Walker, who both stepped up last week. Uh, any thoughts on them? For me, I Josh Morgan's more of a maybe for me, and both of them are, for me personally, I want to see him do it more than one week in a row. But if you're decimated by injuries, they're interesting waiver pickups. All right. For Cincinnati, as I suggested, uh, Andy Dalton, I am I would start him. I'm comfortable starting running back Cedric Benson and wide receivers A.J. Green and Jerome Simpson, tight end Jermaine Gresham, and the defense. I'm comfortable starting all of them. Kicker Mike Nugent, I'm on the fence about him, and I would not start running back Bernard Scott or wide receiver Andre Caldwell. So next up on our docket here is Miami at Cleveland. And I think Miami is going to win this game. I don't really have a good reason for saying that. They haven't been overly impressive the first two games of the season. But then again, Cleveland hasn't been either. I mean, they beat Indianapolis, but that looks like that's not going to be that big a deal this season. So, But anyway, I'll go with Miami to win this game 27-21. You know, I uh, I don't disagree with you. I think this might be a, a, a very evenly matched game again. I think Miami could come out on top. Obviously, I'm higher on Miami than a lot of people are just because I watched more of them in the off season. But Chad Henney, I think, is the second quarterback. That I don't think there's any reason to be starting him as your only quarterback. Um, Injury-wise, they have a couple guys who are dinged up, but nothing too, too serious. I think you can still go ahead and... Start Reggie Bush. He fully participated in practice. Uh, I would still go with Brandon Marshall as a wide receiver. The the chemistry he has with Henny means that there's a high ceiling there, and I want to capitalize on it. It hasn't really shown itself too much yet, but it's it's there. I promise. It's there. <laughs> um, so I like Bush and, and Marshall as as definite starts. Tight end Anthony Fasano, I can do without. Um, unless you're in a league that's starting two tight ends, I think you have better options out there. Uh, for the rest of the wide receivers, Brian Hartline and Devon Best, for me, are both decent options, but more as kind of similar to what I was saying before, flex players or third wide receivers or if you're in a deep league. Because obviously Chad Henney's not the most accurate quarterback in the world, and they're not super committed to him as the pass game significantly over the rush game offensively. So for it's really going to depend on who else is on your roster, whether or not you want to start best or Heartline. I don't think it would really hurt you two, but it's not going to bring you huge points. 
Steve what do you think of Daniel? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Daniel Thomas? No, no, no. Finish, finish with the defense and kicker, <laughs> and then I'll ask my question. Defense and kicker, I think that I'm probably going to pass on both, again, just because there's not going to be a lot of points scored. You're not going to get a lot out of the kicking game. But also, Miami, they're playing Cleveland, so another potential stopgap defense if you're really desperate for somebody who's not going to give up a ton of points. But hopefully you have better options. Daniel Thomas, to me, I think they're more committed to Reggie Bush, and Daniel Thomas has been injured a little bit the last two weeks. So for me, it's going to depend on what other running backs you have. I just just thought I read something where Miami was suggesting that they were going to use Bush more in the receiver-type role and start giving Thomas more carries, but we'll see. I actually think that he's a sneaky play for this week, but uh, we'll see if that pans out or not. If it doesn't, feel free to remind me that I was wrong. (laughs) It would be nice if it it did, because then Miami could start winning some games here, but... (laughs) Well, then he he doesn't play defense, but that's beside the point. So maybe he can. <laughs> maybe he can do that. We need some more two-way players in the NFL these days. Yeah. <laughs> so for Cleveland, I'm going to go with running back Peyton Hillis. He's somebody I would start. I would start wide receivers Brian Rubisky and Greg Little. And I'm on the fence about Colt McCoy this week. And also Muhammad Masakoy, he's questionable with an ankle injury. If I knew we were healthy, I would start him and, and use Rubisky or Little as flex players. But since it looks like Masakoy is banged up, which seems to be the story of his career, I'll, I'll be on the fence about him and start the other two. I'm also neutral about tight ends Ben Watson and Evan Moore because you never know who's going to get more targets. Neutral about yeah. the defense, neutral about kicker Phil Dawson, and I'm staying away from running back Mario Hardesty this week. He's somebody I think is going to play a big role for Cleveland at some point later this season, but right now he's obviously not getting the, the touches in Peyton Hillis is. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably going to ride the Peyton Hillis train as long as they can. Yeah, until the wheels come off the wagon there, so... So speaking of wheels coming off the wagon, we've got the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Detroit Lions this week, and I don't know. I'm I'm a little. I've Minnesota is a team that I follow and root for, but I just I think this will be a close game. But I, I think Detroit is on the upswing, and I think they win this game 27-24. How do you see it, Jana? Um, I agree. I think Detroit's going to edge them out, but I do think it'll be close. I just losing a 17 nothing lead in the way that the Vikings did last week is hard to bounce back from. They're either going to come out flat again or they're going to come out and put up 50 points, and I just think it's probably more flat <laughs> than anything else closer to that end of the spectrum. Detroit has a lot of interesting fantasy parts to it, though, I think. Um... Matthew Stafford, I think you can start either as one of the, a deeper league where you have two quarterbacks or if you got a quarterback later. I think he's facing the Vikings defense, which you still have to take into account. So if it is a one-quarterback league, maybe check your other quarterback's matchup. But I still think he's going to put up some fantasy numbers this week. Um Calvin Johnson, I still for sure start. I have no doubt that he's going to play through this ankle injury, and he's 
Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there are fantasy points to be had there. Nate Burleson, I think I may still start this week, uh, as well as Brandon Pettigrew, the tight end. Running back, Javid Best, I think I still start, but I want to make sure I have a cushion around him in the other running backs I'm starting this week as well because the Vikings' defense can be a little tough on the run game. Uh, Kicker and defense-wise, for me, I think I would probably start kicker uh, Hanson and the defense, I think I might go ahead and still start them. I just, Donovan McNabb has not looked super scary yet. No, that's for sure. Two players I wanted to ask you about quickly. What did you think of tight end Tony Scheffler catching a couple of touchdown passes last week? And also, were you impressed at all by Titus Young? Titus Young uh, did intrigue me. I think that there is He's going to get better as the season goes on. Um, I'm not sure this is going to be the week just because of who they're playing. The defense in, in Minnesota there still needs to be respected. But Tony Scheffler, to me, is more of a blocking tight end. I don't necessarily think he's going to be looked at in the end zone consistently as the year goes on. So for me, I'd prefer to go with Pettigrew. But Scheffler, I just, for me, he's more of a blocker. But I, I, I've been wrong before. I definitely could He's be wrong. He's a decent receiver in Denver, but I'm just a little surprised that they would use him as their red zone target instead of Pettigrew. But you know, then again, I'm not. Well, I think Pettigrew did get dinged up a little bit in that game, and that may have played a factor. Okay. So for Minnesota, I'm going to start Adrian Peterson. I'm going to start wide receiver Percy Harvin. And this week I am going to go start tight end uh, Vasante Shanko. Donovan McNabb, I'm neutral about him. Go ahead and start him if you have to, or if you're in a deeper two-quarterback league. The defense, same thing. If you have a better matchup, grab it. And kicker, Ryan Longwell, hopefully you don't have to, but if you do have to start him, it's not going to kill your team. Wide receivers, Bernard Berrien and Michael Jenkins, who's probably with a groin injury. I'm staying away from those two this weekend. And I'm also staying away from tight end uh, Kyle Rudolph, who hasn't shown me much yet. No, not yet. All right. Do we have to talk about this next game because it's going to be painful? I think we do. I think All right. <laughs> this this next game is the New York Giants, the the fabulous fakers against the, the silly fakers. And even with Michael Vick's concussion problems and you know, all the other stuff that's going on there, I, I still think they win this game pretty easily. New York's going to improve as the season goes on, but right now they're a mess, especially with all the injuries. I'll take Philadelphia to win this game by almost two touchdowns, 30-17. to 17. You know, I can't disagree with you. And I'm sorry because I know you're a Giants fan, but I just can't do it. The fact that not only is their defense totally a mess, but now they're starting to lose receivers, and that's a real problem. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think that while the Eagles' defense does have some holes in it, they've gotten beat up the middle quite frequently the last two weeks. They have moved around their linebackers and made some changes accordingly, which I think is going to be an issue for the Giants. I would only go with Eli Manning in a two-quarterback league this week. The matchup is not a favorable one. Uh, wide receiver-wise... I think Mario Manningham's going to still play this week. I think he's going to be able to. The concussion didn't seem that severe. So if he does play, 
I'm still going to go ahead and start him. Hicks, I would as well. Beyond that, Thomas, Cruz, Stokely, I would say no to all of them. I just don't think there's going to be enough touches to go around. Tight end-wise, what, like, what do you really think about this tight end situation as a Giants fan? I know, you, I know you've been watching more of their games than I have. It, it's a I mess. Just, Stay away from it. There's there's too many I, other better options what I'm thinking. for fantasy I purposes. I don't even really know who's going to come out and be the number one tight end there. Probably be Bear Pasco, but <laughs> it should be him. But very good. Yeah, the, that's um, yeah. Until Travis Beckham gets better, there's there's no sense in even really paying much attention to the Giants. Yeah, tight end. So I'd stay away from Pasco and Ballard this week. Uh, running backs: Bradshaw and Jacobs. Um, I don't know if you even want to go with Jacobs this week. I think Bradshaw, he's still going to bring you some fantasy points, but the numbers aren't going to be huge. Their their run game hasn't been super compelling to begin with, and now they're going to play the Eagles. So I'm going to say sit Jacobs this week, start Bradshaw out of the two. I'm concerned about the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> Kicker's one guy defense. That... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Please finish. <laughs> kicker and defensive-wise, I would say no to the defense. Lawrence Tynes is a kicker. He's He is rock solid. I think that they're going to be kicking some field goals, so I'm still inclined to potentially start him if you need to. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't go right off that you, you touched kicker, on. But... That... Go ahead. I was going to say, the one guy you touched on, Jana, who really – intrigues me is Victor Cruz. I don't know, you know, depending on Manningham and how recovered he is from his concussion, Cruz could see some significant playing time. He's somebody that really, you know, no one had heard of before training camp last year, and then all of a sudden he had, I think, three touchdown catches in a preseason game against the Jets and made the team on the strength of that. And he's somebody I would be kind of curious to see what he could do. I'd much rather see the Giants give him a chance to see what he can do rather than throwing, you know, Brandon Stokely out there. But we'll see if they follow through on that. But I, that's something that was, as a Giants I just, fan I'd like to I don't to like see. the matchup. He's, even if Manningham doesn't, doesn't play and Victor Cruz does get significantly more touches than – he would otherwise. Those are some some difficult defensive backs and cornerbacks he's going against. And but look, with Julio I, Jones, he had five catches last week, I think, and you know, they Atlanta pretty much uh, tore them to shreds. So I'm not as impressed. I mean, maybe they'll get better as the season goes along, but they haven't shown me much yet. Well, I'm intrigued by how they've they've shuffled around their whole weak side, strong, left side linebackers, their inside guys, everybody got shuffled around in the defense this week. I think it's going to produce some, some good results. So I'm a little higher on the defense than you are right now, at least. All right. So from Philadelphia's perspective, I would start quarterback Michael Vick, assuming that his concussion allows him to play. If not, I would be neutral about – uh, either Vince Young or Mike Kafka, whichever one starts. I think you could still start them as a second quarterback, but you know, especially with the Giants secondary right now, who knows, they might fall down on some plays even if they're not injured. So start those guys if you have to. Running back LaShawn McCoy is a definite start for me this week, as are wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. 
start the defense and start kicker Alex Henry. I'm neutral about wide receiver Jason Avant, tight end Brent Selleck, who's probable with his hip injury, and I'm staying away from Ronnie Brown this week and wide receiver Steve Smith, who's probable with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Right. He might have another injured knee if the Giants had anything to say about it after the game. But uh, so, anyway, not that we're bitter, bitter or anything. <laughs> so next game up is Denver at Tennessee. This I don't know what to make of Tennessee yet. They looked awful the first week, and then they looked good and blew away you know, the Ravens last week. So I'm guessing they're somewhere in between. Denver hasn't shown much yet, but I think they'll have enough offense to win this game. I'll pick Denver 24-21. I can't really argue with you, although I wouldn't, wouldn't be super shocked if Tennessee upset them, but it wouldn't be a blowout on either end. I just... I, I'm agreeing with you. Tennessee's kind of been Jekyll and Hyde so far, and I think hopefully this week we figure out which one's the true Tennessee. Um, Denver has been having some issues, obviously. Uh, no, Sean Marino didn't play last week. He uh, is practicing and should be fine this week. Fantasy-wise, Kyle Orton, I think you can start even in a one-quarterback league. I would hope that it's because you didn't draft him early on, but you got quarterbacks later. But I think he's still going to put up some points. Even if the crowd is chanting for Tebow, you're more likely to see Tim Tebow as a wide receiver than a quarterback this week. Or tackling Um, dummy. Yeah, maybe. You never know. I mean, he does it all. (laughs) Wide receiver-wise, there is an issue of guys staying healthy. Uh, Brandon Lloyd looks like he's going to play this week. I'm inclined to start him. Eddie Royal is going to go down to the wire, it looks like. Uh, If he does play, I might still start him. I I am a fan of Eddie Royal, and I think you are as well. Uh, Yeah, before before last week I was. Now I'm I'm an Eric Decker fan. Eric Decker, I think, is an, an interesting flex option, especially since both Lloyd and Royal, while they do look like they are going to potentially play, they are still banged up and did miss. And Demarius some time. Thomas so Eric, is banged up too. Yeah, there. <laughs> that's why Tim Tebow was taking uh, taking snaps at wide out. <laughs> yeah, it could be this, the next Matt Jones. I you never know. I think that Eric Minus Decker. Minus the cocaine problem. I mean, things would have to take a very shocking turn for Tim Tebow to get quite that far. <laughs> Right. But I think Eric Decker is is an interesting flex play this week. Again, that's going to depend who else is on your roster. Um, I think Willis McGahee could also be an interesting flex option. No, Sean Marino is going to play. I am not completely sold on him, so he's more of a maybe for me. And tight end-wise, Fellas, meh, haven't been wowed. I just... It's going to depend on what it is. But not somebody you would want to run out and pick up off the waiver wire if you didn't have to, I think. No. um, I would consider starting Matt Prater, their kicker. Their defense, for me, is a possibility, but I still think Tennessee's got some points in them with Matt Hasselbeck. So, again, I wouldn't run out to pick them up on the waiver wire, but if you have them and they're the better matchup, go ahead and start them. So for Tennessee, I think those of you that drafted Chris Johnson in the first round, I think you're you're 
your nightmare is over. I think this is the week that he goes nuts and has 150 yards and three touchdowns and whatever else and runs off with the cheerleaders after the game. So I think you know, this is the week where he starts to justify his contract, if, if that's possible. So I start him, and I also like wide receiver Nate Washington this week. Hasselbeck I'm on the fence about just because I think they could be relying heavily on the run if Johnson has the kind of week that I think he's going to. Javon Springer, I'm neutral about him. They've been using him more this season, but obviously Johnson's still the top dog there. Wide receiver Kenny Britt is questionable with a thigh injury. If he were probable, I would definitely start him. But you know, right now, anytime the guy is questionable, unless I'm going to be on my computer two seconds before the game starts on on Sunday, I'm, I'm leaving him out and finding someone who's healthier. I'm neutral about the defense and kicker Rob Baronis, and I'm staying away from tight end Jared Cook, who so far has been a big disappointment this season. Yeah. So now next comes what I think is going to be the most interesting game of the day. If I could only watch one game this weekend, this is the game I want to watch, and it's Houston at New Orleans. And I think this is the week we find out whether Wade Phillips is really working magic with the Houston defense or whether he's just been fortunate in doing it with smoke and mirrors the first two weeks. I still like New Orleans to win this game, but I think Houston's defense will keep it respectable. I'll go New Orleans 30, Houston 24. What do you think of your former Cowboy coach and how they're going to do this week? I think it's really funny that so many people are talking about about Wade Phillips as like a defensive savior for the Texans when – he was a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, and he was basically run out of town. His style hasn't he had too much changed. on his plate. For me, the thing, it's just laughable. I, <laughs> I think it's more of they had some talent. I don't think he's a bad defensive coordinator, but I think they're going to hang in with New Orleans. And <clears throat> to be honest, I think had they been totally healthy on the offensive side of the ball, that Houston could have potentially upset New Orleans this week. But the fact that pretty much every running back on the roster has something wrong with them and half their wide receivers do. I think that gives New Orleans the edge. And they're at home, which is a little tough to play in New Orleans. Fantasy-wise, there is some value to be had. I think you can still go ahead and start Matt Schaub. He's got a lingering foot issue, but he's been participating in practice. That's not going to be a problem. Arian Foster, I'm inclined to say that even if he does play, which I sincerely doubt, I would not start him this week. I agree with you. I just, I don't, when he's healthy, I'm all about having him start being my number one running back, but it's not right now. Now, Derek Ward and Ben Tate, they're allegedly going to be splitting time. Ben Tate practiced today. Derek Ward didn't. So I'm giving the edge to Ben Tate. If you have to pick one, I'd go with him. Uh, I kind of like him as the better option between the two, even if they're both healthy, but we'll see. We'll see who actually ends up playing. I would think Foster is out, so I wouldn't count on that if you're trying to set your lineups in advance. Uh, I would absolutely start wide receiver Andre Johnson. I'm going to say no to Jacoby Jones. He's also injured. Uh, just They're playing a tough defense. He didn't practice. That doesn't bode well for me. Wide receiver-wise, beyond that, Kevin Walters dinged up. Anderson and Johnson, the other Johnson. (laughs) Neither of them particularly wowed me. Um, 
I would say that I would just want to go with Andre Johnson and no other wide receivers from Houston this week. I think that guys catching passes are more likely to be Ben Tate and Derek Ward out of the backfield than anybody beyond Andre Johnson. Tight end Owen Daniels, kind of on the fence about. Again, I wouldn't run out and pick him up, but if you have him, he could be a potential weapon this week, and that's more by proxy of no healthy wide receivers than anything else. I would say no to the defense, and Neil Rackers, maybe. I think that they're going to be kicking field goals, but how many points the New England defense actually lets up is a whole other story. So weigh your options kicker-wise with your matchups. Most people only have one kicker anyway, so if it's Neil Rackers, start Neil Rackers this week. So for New Orleans, I'm going to start quarterback Drew Brees. I would start wide receivers, Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham. I'd start tight end uh, Jimmy Graham. I'm on the fence about running backs Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas. Neither one has really shown to me that they're the top dog yet, and as such I don't want to take up a spot, even a flex spot. Well, a flex spot I might take up with those guys, but I certainly wouldn't take a starting running back spot if I could help it. I'm also on the fence about wide receiver Lance Moore. If he were healthy, I'd love him, but he's probable with a groin injury, and you know, we'll see. And I'm also staying away from uh, Wendy, tight end uh, Dave Thomas. I'm staying away from him, too. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to look at him without thinking Wendy now. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's right. You'll you'll be thinking he has pigtails on under that helmet there. So Great. moving right along, then we've got uh, the New York Jets at Oakland in the first of the of the uh, late games on Sunday. I think the Jets are going to win this. They're they're not looking very impressive even on defense so no. far. I don't really count Jacksonville as that tough a test. The Cowboys were much. A better test, and they didn't exactly pass that with flying callers. But I'll go with New York to win this game 28-24, partly just because Oakland is really banged up, as are many teams. But I'll go New York 28, Oakland 24. How do you see this game? I don't know if I if I totally buy that Oakland's going to score 21 points. The Jets' defense is a little beat up, and they've been less than impressive but I think that the Jets can beat them by at least a touchdown. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of the less interesting games this weekend, at least in my opinion. Um, Mark Sanchez, I, I guess that you could start him. Wasn't he ate the hot dog on the sidelines a couple years ago? I think so. Maybe he'll eat another hot dog this week. They are yeah, that's something again, to watch so. for. That That could make it interesting enough to tune in. <laughs> that would make it more interesting for me, yes. Mark Sanchez, for me, is a a borderline start if it's a one-quarterback league. If it's a two-quarterback league, go right ahead. I just, I have not been super impressed with him, period, let alone this season. Uh, Wide receiver-wise, Santonio Holmes played last week, so I'm inclined to think he's going to play through the same injury again this week. Uh, I would start him. Plexico Burris, for me... I think we've all been waiting for him to have his breakout moment. He had, you know, caught his touchdowns in preseason, but I'm just not totally convinced that it's coming just yet. I think he's kind of in the Ocho Cinco boat where he's has been out of the game for a little bit. His, more so the lockout hurts him than anybody since he's been away from the game. But I'm in, I would say if you're going to start him this week, 
do it as a flex option. Don't take away from another wide receiver. If you've got comparable or better options out there, I would go with them. Uh, First has two and a half years to break out, and he didn't do it. <laughs> I guess he's not very good at it, huh? Either <laughs> that, that or he's just there. afraid to try. Eh, you never know. But Oakland has the same kind of feel as where he spent the last two and a half years. <laughs> that black hole can be a little intimidating, so maybe this isn't his week. The big uh, hole to the end- black hole. Tight end Dustin Keller, I am I'm gonna start. I think the fact that Derek Mason and Santonio Holmes are both nursing injuries and Plaxico Burris has been not quite as big of a factor as most people thought. It means that Keller is going to continue to get some looks. Derek Mason, he's also dinged up. For me, that's that's kind of questionable. I would prefer not to start him, especially an injured Derek Mason, but again, it's gonna depend on how soon you're setting your lineups, if you can wait till Sunday to see if he's playing, and what your other options are. So I'm kind of on the fence on him. Running back Sean Green, I would start LaDainian Tomlinson, more of a flex option. Defense, I would go ahead and start. Kicker Nick Folk, I would start as well. So for Oakland, the only guy that I would recommend you start this weekend if you have him on your roster is wide receiver Denarius Moore. That's almost by default. You figure somebody has to catch the ball, and he's about the only guy that's healthy enough to do that. I'm on the fence about Jason Campbell. He's questionable with a foot injury. Running back Darren McFadden, normally you would start him, but it's the Jets' defense, and he's also questionable with a shoulder injury. So he's not someone I would really want to start if I could help it this week. Wide receivers, uh, Chaz Schillens and uh, Jacoby Ford, who's questionable with a hamstring injury. Again, uh, I'm on the fence about them. Would prefer not to start them. Tight end, Kevin Boss is probable with a knee injury. Again, prefer to stay away from him if I can help it. And the defense and kicker, Sebastian Yanikowski, who is also looking for a breakout game, is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm neutral on both of them as well. So, I'm staying away from running back Michael Bush. I'm staying away from wide receivers Lewis Murphy and uh, Darius Hayward. Bay, um, Murphy is questionable with a groin injury, and Hayward Bay is questionable with a knee injury, and that's all I have to say about Oakland. I'm glad this will be such an exciting game. (laughs) Uh, Not really. All right, moving right along here, and we'd like to warn our affiliates that we're probably going to run over here, but uh, unless we start talking like a, a 78 record, which we could do. But it's not going to be good for anybody, I don't think. You no, know, the chipmunks, I think, have lost their appeal. So, anyway, Baltimore at St. Louis. Uh, if you looked at this after week one, you would say Baltimore should be a shoe-in. If you looked at last week, you would say this might be an interesting game. I think it will be interesting, but I think Baltimore still wins pretty easily. I'll go Baltimore 27, St. Louis 20, and it might not even get to 20, but that's who I'll take for this. I think that the biggest issue is that, well, there's two. For me, one, St. Louis is pretty beaten up injury-wise, and big-name guys that would be huge helps here are probably not going to be on the field. Two is that Baltimore got embarrassed last week, and they're going to come out really cranky, and that's not going to be good for anybody, especially Sam Bradford and the rest of the offense. So I think Baltimore wins this pretty handily, I would say at least by 10 points. I would love to see St. Louis win, but I just don't think this is the week. 
That being said, there are are a lot of guys I think you should be starting on Baltimore this week. Joe Flacco is is a definite start. Ray Rice as well. Uh, Anquan Bolden for sure. Lee Evans is a little banged up. He played through it last week. I think that I might still start him as well. Um, Beyond that, wide receiver-wise, it's kind of hit or miss for me. Um, If you've got somebody and you're on somebody like Smith or or Reed, I would say probably not this week, but maybe as as the season goes on. Uh, Tight ends, Dickinson. I think I would start him this week. I've been kind of down on him the last two weeks, but I think I'm going to go ahead and say yes this week. Uh, defense, absolutely. Kicker, Billy Cundiff. I'm bitter he's not a cowboy, but I'd still start him. All right. For St. Louis, I would start quarterback Sam Bradford, who could be in for a rough game, but I don't think they're going to have much of a running game, so I think he may very well throw 50 passes. I start mm-hmm. wide receivers Mike Sims-Walker and Brandon Gibson because somebody will have to catch some of those 50 passes. Start tight end Lance Kendricks and start kicker Josh Brown. I'm staying away from uh, – no, I'm not. I'm actually on the fence about uh, Denario Alexander. He looked good Monday night, and, you know, with him, injuries are always the thing. I'm also on the fence about their defense. And running back-wise, I'm staying away from Steven Jackson and Cadillac Williams. I'm staying away from wide receiver Danny Amendola, who probably won't even be on the field to stay away from in the first place. And it looks like Jarius Norwood might be the last man standing there at running back, but that still doesn't do it for me. I'm not starting him either. No. It's going to be a tough game for them. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of tough games, we've got my – well, we don't need to get into that because we're running late, but (laughs) Kansas City is – you liked how I segued away from that, huh? It's yeah, like the dog yeah. do. You don't want to step in. So, so anyway, Kansas, Kansas City is playing at San Diego. This is obviously gut check time for them. Is they're only one game out of first place as badly as they've looked the first two weeks against Buffalo and Detroit. But I still think San Diego wins this by a couple of touchdowns at least. I'll go San Diego 31, Kansas City 17 if they can even muster up 17 points. I'd be impressed if they could. Uh, we haven't seen them break double digits yet, have we? Um, no. Fantasy-wise, I'm not very excited about Kansas City. <laughs> uh, they haven't really shown us they can be functional, really, as a team yet. And I'm not convinced this is the week they do it. The only way you should be starting that Castles in a two-quarterback league um, running back-wise, you've got Thomas Jones and Dexter McCluster. Obviously, there's no more Jamal Charles. I think Thomas Jones, I would still start. Dexter McCluster, maybe not this week. He's uh, more interesting of the two, I think, don't you? He, I would guess he has a higher ceiling, but... I think he has a higher ceiling, but I think right now they're looking more to Jones as the number one guy that they're giving the majority to. I think Dexter McCluster can do more, but I just I don't think it's going to be this week. <laughs> I think down the line, as the season goes on, he may be the better of the two to have, but for this week I like Jones better. Is LeRon McLean anybody that we have to pay attention to or no? 
I, I wouldn't yet. I just, I don't, until they show me they can actually do something productive on offense, I'm not really giving anybody the benefit of the doubt on the team. <laughs> uh, I am sorry that your Chiefs dreams are being crushed, but I would say no to tight end Leonard Pope. Wide receivers Steve Bresson and Dwayne Bowe, for me, I probably would pick Bow out of the two, but I think you could potentially start either of them. Just keep in mind that Matt Castle is still the one throwing to them. I would say no to the defense, no to the kicker. I think it's going to be 0-3 time for Kansas City. You didn't even mention Jonathan Baldwin. For me, it's just Jonathan Baldwin's not really a factor this week. <laughs> Well, maybe he'll have another fist fight with Thomas Jones and come out on the better end this time. So maybe, maybe. Ron McClain and Dexter McCluster will put him up to it. So for I San might Diego, be more interested in watching this game if there's a fist fight during it than if they're just playing football. An inter, an inter, no, an intra-team fist fight would be more interesting. So for mm-hmm. San Diego, I'm going to start quarterback Philip Rivers, who should have a big day. Wide receiver Vernon Jackson, uh, excuse me, Vincent Jackson. I don't know where I got Vernon from. Tight end Antonio Gates is questionable with a foot injury. If he's well enough to play, he should be in your starting lineup. Start the defense and start kicker Nick Novak, who lucked into a really nice situation there after Nate Kading went down. I'm on the fence about running backs Ryan Matthews and Matt Tolbert. Tolbert is questionable with a calf injury. Regardless of what they say about you know who's going to play more, if he really does have a calf injury, then I'd rather start Matthews, but hopefully you don't have to start either one. And I'm staying away from wide receiver Malcolm Floyd this week, who's questionable with a groin injury. All right. All right, next up is Atlanta at Tampa Bay. And Atlanta looked very impressive last week against Philly. I think they'll keep it up this week, even though they're going to be on the road. I'll go with Atlanta to win this game by 10 points, 31-21. Uh, I think it's going to be more than 10 points. I'm inclined to say that if you have anyone on the Falcons roster, on your roster, start them. I think Seattle's not going to put up too much of a fight. Chuck his uh, Rogers. You know, who really has him on their roster? Maybe it's rookie league. <laughs> All right, let's, on a normal setting. <laughs> Jason Snelling. I'm just being difficult, but go ahead. I know. I'm I'm going to ignore you now. I'm going to just continue okay. on. I'm going to ignore the fact Matt that Ryan you're ignoring me. Matt Ryan is a definite start, even though he had a, a, a tough-looking leg injury at the end of the game. He still rallied. I would absolutely start Roddy White. I'm inclined to still start Julio Jones. Um, tight end Tony Gonzalez is a definite start for me. Michael Turner as well. Maybe a crazy make Jason Snelling your flex player if you're difficult, like the Sherpa over here, although I probably wouldn't recommend it. There are probably better flex options out there. I would like start Terry the kicker. Douglas? I would start the defense. <laughs> now, did Matt Ryan point at the scoreboard when he walked off the field injured? I don't think so. Probably because he wasn't concussed. Well, he so wasn't concussed. For- I mean, he just did a split on the field. It was... Not exciting. <laughs> no. 
So for Tampa Bay, I would start wide receivers, Mike Williams, and somebody who's really been impressive the first two weeks of the season. And if you're decimated at wide receiver, take a look at uh, Tampa Bay wide receiver Preston Parker. He's gotten a fair number of both targets and receptions the first couple weeks, so he should definitely be on your radar screen if you've got some injuries there. Tight end Kellen Winslow is also someone you should start this week. Quarterback Josh Freeman if you have to, but he's going to be in for a pretty rough week, I think. Tight end Luke Stocker, he only caught one ball last week, but he was targeted a bunch of times. So he's somebody, if you're really hurting at tight end, he might be worth picking up. And kicker Connor Barth, I'm also on the fence about. I'm staying away from running backs with Garrett Blunt and Ernest Graham just because I don't know what's happening there. And wide receivers, Des Briscoe and Aurelius Ben, staying away from them and staying away from the defense this week, too. All right. Works for me. Arizona at Seattle. I think Arizona wins this game easily. Seattle's shown me nothing except that they might be in the running for Andrew Luck next year. I'll go Arizona 30, Seattle 17. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. (laughs) Um, I think there are a lot of good things on Arizona right now. I like Kevin Cobb at quarterback. I like Beanie Wells at running back. Uh, Wide receiver, obviously Larry Fitzgerald is always a good idea. Uh, Andre Roberts, I like as well. Early Doucette also. Uh, I think I I maybe like Doucette a little bit more. Tight end Todd Heap, also a big fan of. Um, Laurent Steelings, Stevens Howling, I think we're probably not going to see this week due to injury. Even if we did, I don't think it's worth starting him. There's just not enough points there for it to be worthwhile. Defense, I would definitely start. Kicker Jay Feely, I would definitely start. Seattle has has not been super impressive. <laughs> so you're still going with Todd Heap at tight end rather than Jeff King? I think that Todd Heap is ultimately going to come out on top in that battle. For whatever reason, Cop doesn't seem to know that Heap exists, but we'll see. Hopefully that will change. I'm hoping it changes. Each week I hope it changes. <laughs> right. So for Seattle, they're supposedly going to have Sidney Rice back and Michael Williams will be there, but they still have Tavares Jackson throwing them the ball. So I would start them if you I, – I like them as starts. He's got to complete the passes to someone. This tight end, Zach Miller, I am going to start. Running back, Marshawn Lynch, only if you have to. Same thing for wide receiver, Ben Obamanu. Stay away at all costs from Tavares Jackson. Stay away from the defense and stay away from kickers, Stephen Hauschka. It's a fun name to say, though, Hauschka. It is, but you just don't hear his name very often on the public address system at at, uh, at Seattle just because he's hardly ever kicking any field goals or extra points, which means he isn't kicking off either afterward. So speaking of uh, kicking off, which we're not, but let's pretend we were, let's go on to Green Bay at Chicago. (laughs) Excellent segue. (laughs) Thank you. I'm good at that. So Green Bay at Chicago and Barack Obama's having a pretty tough year, and I think his Bears are, are going to fall to 1-2 and two this week. I think Green Bay wins this game by at least 10 points. I'll go Green Bay 35, Chicago 24. All right. I mean, obviously it's no secret that I'm big time on the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon and have been for a few years. <laughs> so I'm There's no room for anybody Green else Bay. on that bandwagon. You take up no. so much room on it. And you're a, you're a I mean... slim person, too, I might add. 
<laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Um, I think that the Packers win this. I think that while the Bears have looked good, I think that they're just not quite on the same level as the Packers yet. Um, nice political drop that we're really expanding our horizons here on the show this week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to try think... to work Troy Davis into it and then decided that might not be a good idea. Well, there you go. His name's in now. But um, fantasy-wise, I think you absolutely start Aaron Rodgers. I think that James Starks is a start as well as potentially Ryan Grant. Um, wide receiver-wise, I still am a big Donald Driver fan as well as Greg Jennings. Jordy Nelson, I think, is another potential start. They're starting to turn into New Orleans in that there's so many wide receivers and, and their tight ends are good as well as the running backs can all catch. Sort of don't know where the touches are going to go now. Um, but I, if I had to pick, I'd go Jennings, Driver, Nelson out of the bunch. Um, Jermichael Finley, still a good option at tight end, even though he is a little a little dinged up. He did participate in practice with his ankle injury, so I think you shouldn't have a problem starting him this week. Um, I would still start kicker Mason Crosby. And I think that the defense I'm on the fence about. They obviously didn't have a great showing last week, and the Bears do have some offensive threats, so really it's going to depend on who else you have or who's potentially available on the waiver wire, whether or not you're starting them this week. And so who do you like between uh, James Starks and Ryan Grant? Um, I, I, I think I like Starks a tiny bit better, but to me they're kind of neck and neck right now. Would you start them, or are they more flex types? I think there are more flex options, but the fact that there are so many running back tandems in the league right now probably means that if you have them on your roster, you may need to start them. Um, and I don't think you can really go wrong with starting either. I think that they're both going to give you some value. So for Chicago, speaking of value, I want to start quarterback Jay Cutler this week. I start running back Matt Forte, and I start wide receiver Johnny Knox. I'm, I'm on the fence about wide receivers Devin Hester and Dane Sendenbacher, that's a fun name to say, and kicker Robbie Gould. Ohio State guy. Pardon? I think he's from Ohio State. That's all. He is, and his his <laughs> name, his last name is worth a lot of points in Scrabble, too, in case you cared. But wide receiver, and running back, I'm staying away from Marion Barber, who's still questionable with a calf injury, even if his calf is healthy, I stay away. Running back, Roy Williams, probable, I mean, questionable with a groin injury, stay away. Earl Bennett, questionable with a chest injury, stay away. And tight end, Kellen Davis, no relation to Troy Davis, stay away. (laughs) All right. All right. So now we're finally down to the last two games of this week. First one is the Sunday night game between Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. If you're thinking this sounds like a train wreck, then you and I agree perfectly. I'll go with Pittsburgh to win this 27-10, to 10, only because I think they're going to treat it like a preseason game and pull their, their starting squad off the field at halftime and let Charlie Batch run around for half the game. But anyway, I, I think this will be one of the, the less interesting games this week. How do you see it? So good in the pre, you know, in the off season when the schedules came out, this looked like it was going to be such a nice matchup. And NBC must then, be uh, pulling their hair out. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're regretting this decision. 
obviously, it's a good week to start Steelers. Um, ben Roethlisberger, definitely start. Richard Mendenhall, wide receiver Heinz Ward, Mike Wallace. I might even start Emmanuel Sanders as a flex player. Um, tight end Heath Miller, still not really a fan of. I just I don't really know what happened to him, but he stopped being an effective fantasy player about a year and a half ago. Uh, kicker Sean Sweezum, defense, I would start both. I just I think it's going to get worse for Indy before it maybe ever gets better. What do you think of running back um, Isaac Redman and wide receiver Antoine Brown? Are either of those guys worth starting this week, even as a flex player, or should you even have them on your squad? What do you think? Uh, I'm not really sold on either of them just yet, and I think part of it is they're behind so many guys that are really not going to be giving up a lot of playing time. So for me, I don't think they're viable flex options right now. Uh, I think there are better better potential people even on the waiver wire. So I would say no to both of them. I actually cut Heinz Ward in one of my leagues this week, and I think I picked up Aaron Decker or Brandon LaFell, someone like that. Do you think I'm crazy? Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll see. I just think people are holding on to Heinz Ward because of the name, but we'll, we'll see. I just don't see him having a big year, but... Speaking of not having a big year, Indianapolis wide receiver Reggie Wayne, he's the only guy I start on the team this week. I'm on the fence about the defense. Dallas Clark is questionable with a foot injury. He's someone I start only if I have to. I'm avoiding at all costs. Quarterback Kerry Collins, who's questionable with a shoulder injury. Running backs Joseph Adai and Delon Carter. Wide receivers Austin Colley and Pierre Garçon. Uh, tight end Jacob Tammy is questionable with a concussion and kicker Adam Vinatieri. Stay away from all those people. So there's there's just nothing to see with Indianapolis this week except for good old reliable Reggie Wayne. Oh, Reggie. So now that brings us to the the ultimate game on Monday night, the rivalry game with Washington visiting your Dallas Cowboys. And as much as it pains me to say this, I think Dallas is going to win the game 27-24. I think Tony Romo will suck it up and impress everybody in the locker room and everyone else. But I think it's a good game, but I think Dallas ultimately wins. How? What's your view from a Cowboy fan? I think Dallas wins. I think that Felix Jones is channeling his inner Emmett Smith and playing with a separated shoulder. Tony Romo is still going to be... In, top five quarterback material this week, even with a punctured lung. Um, I just think that even though their wide receiver core is absolutely obliterated, I think the backups in Holly and Ogletree are just going to be just totally fine. Their offense is not going to skip a beat. Uh, Washington still has some fantasy value, though, as much as it hurts me to say. The Cowboys are going to give up points because that's just what they do. <laughs> For me, because they don't Gross, have Wade Phillips anymore. Which I'm not that broken up about. <laughs> Texans can have him. I think that Rex Grossman is, I you could maybe be a borderline number one quarterback. I like him better in a two-quarterback league. Uh, Tim Hightower, I'm still going to start at running back. Wide receivers, Santana Moss, I like. Jabbar Gaffney, I'm also inclined to potentially start. They do have a whole 
handful of guys that could potentially be standout wide receivers, but Santana Moss is really the guy right now. So if you had to pick one, I think he'd be the one. Tight ends, Fred Davis and Chris Cooley. We have this argument every week. I like Chris Cooley better. But Fred Davis, for this week, is probably your option. And the foreseeable future. I'm I'm not on board with that. <laughs> I'm only endorsing Fred Davis for this week. I would say no to kicker Graham Gano and no to the defense there in Dallas. It's where kickers go to die for fantasy points. <laughs> what do you think about Roy Halu? Would you start him as a running back this week? Do you think he's you know going to build off his 75 yard performance last week and eventually edge out Tim Hightower or at least you know shunt him back to that third down? role that he was so familiar with in Arizona. I think down the line he is, and I have Roy Hulu on some teams for that very reason, but I don't think this is the week. I think Hightower is going to be getting more of the carries. We'll see. I I, I agree with you about Hightower. I just think if I had to start somebody as a flex this week, that Halu wouldn't be a bad choice, but he might actually turn out to be a very good choice, but we'll see. So for Dallas, I'm going to start quarterback Tony Romo in his questionable ribs and lung. I'm starting tight end Jason Witten, who's also probable with a rib injury. Apparently rib injuries are contagious in Dallas. And I'm starting kicker Dan Bailey. Uh, Running back uh, DeMarco Murray, I could see him having a a big game this week. I like him better than Roy Hillu this week for sure. I'm up in the air about it. I I agree with you. You know what? I agree with you because I think Murray has less in front of him, less obstacles to being the the number one guy there in his way right now than than Halu does. So Jones is going to see less carries, and as of this minute, the Cowboys like Murray more than Choice, so he would kind of be more the number two, I would think. I agree. So Murray, I'm you know he's someone I think you could use as a flex player. Wide receiver Des Bryant, questionable with his thigh injury. Obviously, if he's able to play, he's someone they're going to be targeting a lot, but I would mm-hmm. still stay away. I'm staying you know, the defense I'm on the fence about. Running backs Felix Jones and Tashar Choice I stay away from. I'm staying away from Miles Austin, even if his optimistic forecast proves to be true and he and his questionable hamstring start, stay away. Stay away from wide receivers Kevin Ogletree and Jesse Holly. Then Holly might do well on the reality shows, and he had a great reception last week. But I think that's probably going to prove to be the highlight of his NFL career. I disagree. I like both Ogletree and Holly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but I think do we have time to do three up. worst, three best, and three worst? I think we're going to have to hold off till next week. We could do All it right, We're only 15 minutes over, so, but anyway, why don't you uh, wrap us up and get us out of here? Like Scott mentioned, we will be back again next week on Wednesday night, as always, from 9.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. In the meantime, I'm sure you will miss us over the next seven, seven days, so you can find us on fantasyfootballsherpa.com. Again, there are waiver wire recommendations for week three to check out there. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter under the 4th and Inches show handle. That's the number 4, THN Inches show. And the email is the same address, the number 4, THN Inches show at gmail.com. 
And feel free to send us emails, tweets, and find us Sunday morning uh, before kickoff from about 11 to 1 with any of your start and sit questions. We will be there to answer them. All right. Have a good week, everybody. And a special shout-out to my mom. Happy birthday, Mom. Good night, everyone.